Joe, Joe, where are you? cried Meg at the stairs. Here, answered a sleepy voice from above, and running up, Meg found her sister eating apples and reading a book. Such fun, only see. A regular note of invitation from Mrs. Gardiner for tomorrow night, screamed Meg, waving the precious paper and proceed to read with a girlish delight. Mrs. Gardiner would be happy to see Miss Margaret and Miss Josephine March at a little dance on New Year's Eve. Marmy is willing we should go. Now, what shall we wear? We shall wear our old dresses because we haven't got anything else, answered Joe with her mouth full. If only I had silk, sighed Meg. On New Year's Eve, the parlor was deserted, for the two younger girls played dressing maids, and the two elder were absorbed in the important task of getting ready. Meg wanted some curls, and Joe took a pair of hot tools. Is smoke normal? asked Beth from her bed. It's the dumbness drying, replied Joe. What a funny smell. It's like burnt feathers, observed Amy, smoothing her own pretty curls with a superior air. There, now, I'll take off the papers and you'll see a cloud of little ringlets, said Joe, putting down the tools. She took off the papers, but no cloud of ringlets appeared, for the hair came with the papers and the horrified hairdresser tried to hide the secret from Meg. Oh, what have you done? I'm spoiled. I can't go. My hair, oh, my hair, cried Meg, looking with despair at the uneven frizzle on her forehead. I wish I'd let my hair alone, continued Meg. So do I. It was so smooth and pretty. But it will soon grow out again, said Beth, coming to kiss her sister's cheeks. Joe and Meg put on their gloves and pronounced, quite easy and fine. Meg's high heel slippers were very small, but she didn't care. Have a good time, dearies, said Mrs. March, as the sisters went away. How do you learn all the proper ways? I never can. Isn't music fun? said Joe Scare. When they arrived, Mrs. Gardiner greeted them kindly and let them in. Joe didn't care about girls and gossip. She felt out of place. No one came to talk to her, so she slipped into a quarantine refuge, intending to peep and enjoy some peace. Unfortunately, another person had chosen that place. She found herself face to face with the Lawrence boy. Dear me, I didn't know anyone was here, Mr. Lawrence, said Joe. I am not Mr. Lawrence, I am only Laurie. Laurie Lawrence, what an odd name. My first name is Theodore, but I don't like it, for the boys called me Dora, so I made them say Laurie instead. I hate my name too. It's too sentimental. I prefer Joe to Josephine. Both laughed. He changed the subject as Joe danced. 
That's a splendid polka. Why don't you go and try it? said Lori. I can't, for I told Meg I wouldn't because... There, Joe stopped, and Lucan decided to tell or to laugh. Because what? asked Lori curiously. You won't tell? Never. Well, I have a bad trick of standing before the fire, and so I burned my skirt, and I scorched this one, and though it's nicely mended, it shows, and Meg told me to keep still so no one would see it. You may laugh if you want. It's funny, I know. said, never mind that, I'll tell you how we can manage. There's a long hole out there, and we can dance grandly, and no one will see us. Please come. Joe thanked him and gladly went. The hole was empty, and they had a grand polka, for Lori danced well and taught her the German way, which delighted Joe. When the polka finished, Meg appeared in search of her sister. I've sprained my uncle. That high heel turned and gave me a sad grinch. It aches so I can hardly stand. I'm never going to get home, she said in pain. I can't afford a carriage. I'll ask Lori. He'll go, Joe said looking relieved. Can I help you? said a friendly voice. Meg hurt her uncle. And we can't go home, said Joe. Take my carriage. I always leave early, Lori expressed. Lori went on the box, so Meg could keep her foot up and talked on their journey. When they arrived, Joe told her adventures, and with many thanks, they said goodbye to Lori and cured Meg's foot.